0: grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning was haunting me throughout Christmas. I can't read these texts about the violence in Bethlehem at the birth of Jesus without thinking about Bethlehem today. As I got up on Christmas morning, I put on my t-shirt from the walled-off hotel in Bethlehem. The ironic slogan of the hotel is that it has the worst view in the world. It's decorated by the world-famous artist Banksy. And here are some shots from the hotel on, and some of his artwork that is contained therein. A lot of ironic artwork that uh, thinks about the themes of violence in, the, in that region and the peace that the majority of the people seek. This is some of his newest artwork that's right across from the hotel on the wall that is right outside of its windows. The wall that divides the Palestinian territory, the wall that becomes a barrier for so many to get even simple things like health care. As I thought about this text and as I was thinking about Bethlehem today, I wasn't very happy about having to think about that during Christmas. It is the week of Christmas. I'm usually on vacation this weekend, so I didn't really even feel like writing a sermon for this week, let alone one about a text that reminds me of the oppression in Bethlehem today. It's those darn kids that get you. The images of the children that are put up on the wall there are always striking as well. Reminders of what it is for children to live in an occupied land, always feeling this threat of violence that might spring up at any moment. Reminders of the limitations of their movement, as we said. Reminders of those Israeli checkpoints to get that medical treatment even to get dialysis and cancer treatments and then there are things like the Lutheran hospital there that has political maneuvering to limit their ability for to care for the sick and our government now dramatically reducing their funding for that hospital so it's harder for sick children to get the treatment that they need and these are those darn kids that we met outside of Bethlehem oh. their children of the classroom at the Lutheran school there that the ELCA sponsors These are the sweet innocents of the Bethlehem of today. Kids whose parents struggle to find work in a walled-off territory where it's difficult to even sustain an economy. These are our Christian brothers and sisters that remain in the Holy Land. And it's these darn kids that I don't want to be thinking about right now because it's Christmas. I don't want to think about injustice and oppression. I want to have drinks with friends, eat Too much food, play games with my family this week, the world's problems will still be there next week, can't I just enjoy some Christmas this week? Yet as we read these texts, as we remember our story from the other night, while it's horribly inconvenient to our tinsel-covered Christmas traditions, in the end, isn't this actually what it's all about? Outside the power center in the region in Jerusalem, a baby is born in a village of Bethlehem under the cover of occupation. They didn't go there on vacation. They were forced there by the government. And now the powers of empire are even more threatening. Leave under the cover of darkness or be killed. Run away to another country. Become a refugee. No home on the run from the powers that be. This is the story of this week. This is the story of how God chose to come into our world. God chose to come into this world among the poor and the oppressed. God chose to come as the poor and the oppressed. God chose to come into the depth of our human experience for a reason. God could have chosen to just show up at our holiday party with a few nice presents and some good stories to share over dinner. This is the kind of guy we want to have around at the holidays. But God knows that we need far more. God knows that we need a Savior. Because while we might not always want to think about the downtrodden, sooner or later, we are all lost and forsaken ourselves sooner or later, in one way or another, we find ourselves feeling alone, forgotten, displaced. And in those moments, we take solace in our God who comes to our lowest of lows to remind us that God is always there for us. Our God is always with us. Our God will never abandon us, and this is good news, plain and simple. It's the greatest gift that humanity has ever been given. But this being good news for us at our lowest means that it's good news for everyone at their lowest too. And being baptized into Christ Jesus, if He is always for the lowest, then we are too. It isn't always convenient. It isn't always what we want to be thinking about at Christmas, but it always is. And God will not let us not think about it either because this is what his love does to us. It changes us. It changes us so that we share his heart for those that are suffering in this world. Unfortunately, that sometimes gets covered over by Christian voices that would rather yell about judgment, but we can clearly in Christmas see that the voice that God chooses to speak into the world is peace, love, mercy, and grace. Others try to take this voice of Jesus and turn it into something else, but the vulnerability of the Christ child that is willing to go to the cross with words of forgiveness will not stand for this manipulation. It simply won't stick. The witness of Jesus is always love and mercy. So today we can't ignore the innocent that suffer in Bethlehem like the innocents that suffered at the birth of Jesus just like we can't ignore the suffering of refugees and immigrants here in our country, just like we can't ignore the suffering of children in distressed communities here in Cincinnati, just as we can't ignore the suffering of children right here in Loveland. We can't ignore them because God has placed God's love in our hearts in Jesus, and we now share that heart for the suffering of the world made me sad the other day to hear that it was noteworthy, newsworthy, almost controversial that the Pope mentioned refugees and immigrants in his Christmas message. Because there should be no news there. It shouldn't be nos- noteworthy for a Christian to remember those who suffer. It's simply who we are. So I'd like to conclude today with the prayer that the Pope concluded his Christmas message with that calls us all to open our hearts to those that are in need around the world. He wrote, "...the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light," quoting Isaiah. "...there is darkness in human hearts, yet the light of Christ is greater still. There is darkness in personal, family, and social relationships, but the light of Christ is greater." There is darkness in economic, geopolitical, and ecological conflicts, yet greater still is the light of Christ. May Christ bring his light to the many children suffering from war and conflicts in the Middle East and in various countries of the world. May he bring comfort to the beloved Syrian people who still see no end to the hostilities that have rent their country over the last decade. May he stir the consciences of men and women of goodwill. May he inspire governments in the international community to find solutions to allow the peoples of that region to live together in peace and security and put an end to their sufferings. May he sustain the Lebanese people and enable them to overcome the current crisis and rediscover their vocation to be a message of freedom and harmonious coexistence for all. May the Lord Jesus bring light to the Holy Land, where he was born as the Savior of mankind and where so many people struggling but not discouraged still await a time of peace, security, and prosperity. May he bring consolation to Iraq amid its present social tensions and to Yemen suffering from a grave humanitarian crisis. May the tiny babe of Bethlehem bring hope to the whole American continent, where a number of nations are experiencing a time of social and political upheaval. May he encourage the beloved Venezuelan people, long tried by their political and social tensions, and ensure that they receive the aid they need. May he bless the efforts of those who spare no effort to promote justice and reconciliation and to overcome various crises and the many forms of poverty that offend the dignity of each person. May the Redeemer of the world bring light to the beloved Ukraine, which yearns for concrete solutions for an enduring peace. May the newborn Lord bring light to the people of Africa, where persistent social and political situations often force individuals to migrate, depriving them of a home and a family. May he bring peace to those living in the eastern part of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, torn by continuing conflicts. May he bring consolation to all who suffer because of violence, natural disasters, or outbreaks of disease. And may he bring comfort to those who are persecuted for their religious faith, especially missionaries and members of the faithful who have been kidnapped, and to the victims of attacks by extremist groups, particularly in Burkina Faso, Mali, Nigeria, and Nigeria. May the Son of God come down to earth from heaven, protect and sustain all those who, due to these and other injustices, are forced to emigrate in the hope of a secure life. It is injustice that makes them cross deserts and seas that become cemeteries. It is injustice that forces them to ensure unspeakable forms of abuse, enslavement of every kind and torture and inhumane detention camps. It is injustice that turns them away from places where they might have hope for a dignified life, but instead find themselves before walls of indifference. May Emmanuel bring light to all the suffering members of our human family. May he soften our often stony and self-centered hearts and make them channels of his love. May he bring his smile through our poor faces to all the children of the world those who are abandoned and those who suffer violence. Through our frail hands, may He clothe those who have nothing to wear, give bread to the hungry, and heal the sick. Through our friendship, such as it is, may He draw close to the elderly and the lonely, to migrants and the marginalized. On this joyful Christmas Day, may He bring His tenderness to all and brighten the darkness of this world amen thanks for tuning in to the prince of peace podcast i hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life have a great rest of the week